Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it is my pleasure to bring you an encouraging message for today. So let's jump right in and bow. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you. We bless you. We honor you for yet another opportunity to read your word and to be reflective upon all the things that you have done. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for your grace and your compassion. Thank you, Father, for your loving kindness that you continue to show. We ask that today you would speak to us and through us, Lord, that you would give us not only your word, Father, but you would remind us today of just how good it is so that we might be able to partake, ingest it, and continue to move forward, living and thriving in this world because of all the things that you have shown us. God, we thank you for walking with us and never leaving us alone. And we're going to continue to bless your name on high. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, today we're still in the I'm Building Something series, and we have a few more weeks in it. Today is part 10, and today's message is praise in the process. We're going to praise him in the process, and we're in the ninth chapter of Nehemiah, and most of it's going to be reading today, and I'm just going to expound on a couple things for you because it is just that good. It starts off by saying, on the 24th day of the month of the Israelites assembled, they were fasting, wearing sackcloth, and had put dust on their heads, sackcloth and ashes. Those of Israelite descendants separated themselves from all the foreigners and they stood and they confessed their sins and the guilt of their fathers. While they stood in their places, they read from the book of the law of the Lord, their God for a fourth of the day and spent another fourth of the day in confession and worship of the Lord, their God. That means half the day they were praising and worshiping and they were confessing their sins. And there were so many that stood up, it says in verse four, um, the Levites, and they raised um, the platform that they built or put it on scaffolding, if you would. And they cried out aloud to the Lord, their God. And then the Levites, and we mentioned the names here. I'm not going to read those. They said, stand up, praise Yahweh, your God for from everlasting to everlasting. Praise your glorious name and um, may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are Yahweh. You created the heavens, the highest heavens with all their hosts, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them and the heavenly host worships you. You are Yahweh, the God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and changed his name to Abraham. You found his heart faithful in your sight and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and Girgashites to give it to his descendants. You have kept your promise for you are righteous. Mm. You saw the oppression of your ancestors in Egypt of our ancestors in Egypt and heard their cry at the Red Sea. You performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, all his officials and all the people of his land. For you knew how arrogantly they treated our ancestors. You made a name for yourself that endures to this day. You divided the sea before them and they crossed through it on dry ground. You hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone unto churning waters. You led them with a pillar of cloud by day and the, with a pillar of fire by night to illuminate the way they should go. You came down on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them impartial ordinances, reliable instructions and good statutes and commands. 
you revealed your holy Sabbath to them and gave them commands, statutes, and instruction through your servant Moses. You provided bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought them water from the rock for their thirst. You told them to go in and possess the land you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors acted arrogantly. They became stiff-necked and did not listen to your commands. They refused to listen and did not remember your wonders you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in faithful love. And you did not abandon them. Even after they had cast an image of a calf for themselves and said, this is your God who brought you out of Egypt and they had committed terrible blasphemies. You did not abandon them in the wilderness because of your great compassion. During the day, the pillar of cloud never turned away from them, guiding them on their journey. And during the night, the pillar of fire illuminated the way they should go. You sent your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths and you gave them water for their thirst. You provided for them in the wilderness 40 years and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. You gave them kingdoms and peoples and assigned them to be a boundary. They took possession of the land of Shion, king of the Heshbon, and the land of Og, king of Bashan. You multiplied their descendants like the stars of heaven and brought them to the land. You told their ancestors to go in and take possession of it. So their descendants went in and possessed the land. You subdued the Canaanites who inhabited the land before them and handed their kings and the surrounding peoples over to them to do as they pleased with them. They captured fortified cities and fertile land and took possession of well-supplied houses, cisterns cut out of rock, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate, were filled, became prosperous, and delighted in your great goodness. But they were disobedient and rebelled against you. They flung your law behind their backs and killed your prophets who warned them in order to turn them back to you. They committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies who oppressed them, in their time of distress, they cried out to you and you heard from heaven in your abundant compassion. You gave them deliverers who rescued them from the power of their enemies. But as soon as they had relief, they again did what was evil in your sight. So you abandoned them to the power of their enemies who dominated them. When they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven and rescued them many times in your compassion. You warned them to turn back to your law, but they acted arrogantly and would not obey your commands. They sinned against your ordinances, which a person will live by if he does them. They stubbornly resisted, stiffened their necks and would not obey. You were patient with them for many years and your spirit warned them through your prophets, but they would not listen. Therefore, you handed them over to the surrounding peoples. However, in your abundant compassion, you did not destroy them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and compassionate God. So now our God, the great, mighty, and awe-inspiring God who keeps his gracious covenant, do not view lightly all the hardships that have afflicted us, our kings and leaders, our priests and prophets, our ancestors, and all your people from the days of the Syrian kings until today. 
you are righteous concerning all that has come on us because you have acted faithfully. Well, we have acted wickedly. Our king's leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to your commands and warnings that you gave them when they were in their kingdom with your abundant goodness that you gave them and in the great, the spacious and fertile land you set before them, they would not serve you or turn from their wicked ways. Here we are today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors so that they could enjoy its fruit and its goodness. Here we are, slaves in it. Its abundant harvest goes to the kings you have set over us because of our sins. They rule over our bodies and our livestock as they please. We are in great distress. Verse 38. In view of all this, we are making a binding agreement in writing on a sealed document containing the names of our leaders, Levites, and priests. Wow. The ninth chapter of the book of Nehemiah identifies for us that we ought to be praising God. And I read that because we should be praising him above all else. We should praise him in the midst of the process. We should praise him before the process. We should praise him during the process. We should praise him after the process. We need to praise God. And that's the whole point. One, I have said that I am building something and you are building something. It doesn't matter whether it's a house, whether it's a business, whether it's a life, whether it's a family, we are all building something. And we want to enjoy the building. That means it's got to start, right? But in the process, we cannot forget God and we should not forget to praise him in the middle of it. See, in the passage, and I read all of it, but I'm going to highlight a couple points for you that they talk about the fact that we need to praise God's name. It should be praised above all blessings. So no matter what resource you end up getting, God is still ultimately the source. We need to praise him for being the source and being our exceeding great reward as in Genesis 15 identifies for us. We need to recognize that he is the one that gives life. It says he gives life. In other words, he created everything so that we wouldn't have anything that we have if God had not created it. And that's a reason to praise him. It identifies that he kept your promise. You kept your promise, God. And I am quick to tell you, I am kept by God. No matter what is going through, God keeps us. He provides for us. He protects us. He watches over us. He keeps us in all of our ways. It identifies the fact that he performed miracles, signs, and wonders, it says. In other words, he opened some doors that you could not open and he closed some that you would not be able to open. Why? Because it was going to be the best place for you to go. And he knew the direction and the detours had a destiny for you in mind. It says he gave, I love this one, impartial ordinances, reliable instructions, good statutes and commands. In other words, he gave you wisdom. And James, it says you have not because you ask not. But if you ask him for wisdom, he will give it to you liberally and he will not chastise you for it. He will, we need to ask God for wisdom in whatever we are building. We need to enjoy the process. We need to praise him in all things. We need to realize he's the one that's keeping, that he's the one that created, that he's the one that does the signs and wonders and opens those doors. But it continues. And it says you are forgiving, compassionate, faithful, and never turned away, even when we forgot to acknowledge you. Even when we forgot 
to give you the honor above the blessing. And we put the blessing above the benefactor. No, we should not do that. We need to praise. It goes on to say that he gave deliverers who rescued us from the power of our enemies. In other words, he sent help. Can we acknowledge today that God always sends the right help at the right time? He's an on-time God. And it says he did not destroy or abandon us. Ultimately, when we look at it, it comes down to the fact that when I think about the goodness of God, and all that he's done for me, my soul ought to cry out, hallelujah, I thank God for saving me. But when I look through those passages again, and I want you to go back and read them, but as you go through that praise, yes, that praise identifies so much. There's so many action verbs that talk about what God has been able to do. He created, that's what it says. He created, he saw, he performed, he gave, he led, he revealed, he provided, he sent, he multiplied, he subdued, he heard, he rescued, he warned, he was patient, and he keeps all of that is the God that we serve. He gives mercy, he gives grace, he is compassionate, he's forgiving. All of that God has done for us. So we ought to praise him in the process. We need to look back as it says, my soul looks back and wonder how I got over. I don't have to wonder how I got over, but we do need to look back. So four things that I want you to do in your praise today. I want you to have a retroactive praise because we should have been praising God for a whole lot of things that we forgot about, that we didn't take stock of. So look back over your life, look back over the past and recognize that God was worthy of all the praise and then give him a praise today for what you should have praised him for before. Secondly, a reflective praise, a present praise. Consider what he is doing right now because he is worthy of all of our praise today for just today, for waking us up this morning, for starting us on our way, for giving us a brand new day, for putting water on our grass. I know that's what I praise him for, for even giving us the sunshine to see it, to recognize that we got eyes to see and ears to hear and activity of our limbs. Give God praise for today, what he's allowing you to walk in, the doors he's allowing you to walk through yet today. So not only retroactive praise, but a reflective praise when I consider you, God. But thirdly, a resolute praise. That was one that says, I know that I know that I know that he is my source. There is none like him. There is nobody yet that can do me like Jesus. I can't be this given, but nobody can do me like Jesus. No matter how hard they try, God is God and all by himself. And I know that I know in the depths of my soul that he is worthy of all of my praise, my honor. Oh Lord, you are good. And then the fourth one, a relentless praise. That's one that says that <laughs> no matter what is coming my way, that there is a reason I am not going to let up. I am not going to stop because God is worthy. He is faithful. He is just. He is righteous. He will never abandon me. He knows the uncertainties that are in front of me. And be, even with all of that, I'm not going to stop. It's an incessant, a passionate praise that says, God, because you are God all by yourself, I'm going to praise you. Today, we praise in the middle of the process. We praise in the middle of our building. We praise 
We praise God. Let's bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we thank you for all that you have done. Mm. Oh, we look over our past and look over our shoulder. Oh, we jump for joy. We leap and we run because we know you have been good even in spite of our shortcomings. But God, even in today, we praise you for the day itself. We praise you that you gave us breath to live another day, to see a brand new day that we have never seen before. Your goodness and your mercy, your mercy is new every single day, but God, your grace continues to flood our souls and overwhelm us with your love. God, we praise you. We praise you as we consider all that you have done and all that you are doing and all that you will do in the future. We praise you because we know with a certainty, the confidence that we have is that if you hear us, we know we have the petitions in which we've asked and we know that you hear us. We know that you see us. We know that you created us for a purpose. We know that you've got a great plan for us and it is for good. Thank you, God, for your character for your compassion for who you are we praise you and then we praise you for our future lord we have a nevertheless on the inside that no matter what we go through nevertheless we shall worship you praise is what we do we want to be close to you we worship you we find refuge in you god we come to you a resolute praise a relentless praise a retroactive praise and a reflective praise. Thank you. You told us to be anxious for nothing. You said that you would never leave nor forsake us. You said that we have confidence in knowing that greater are you on the inside of us than anything that's in the world, that we should not even be afraid. Thank you, Lord, for leading us and guiding us. Thank you for your reliable instructions. Thank you for your wisdom that we can always count upon. Thank you for your love. We won't be so careful to give you all the praise, all, A-L-L, every single praise, every single worship belongs to you. And Father, we just pray that you will remind us today of all that you've already done. Remind us of your character and who you are in everything that we do. Remind us that we can come to you no matter what. Remind us that you're the one that opens doors. Remind us, oh God, of your goodness. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, we do pray. It's because of him we worship. Well, God bless each and every one of you today. And I just want to run. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful. I cannot tell it all of how good God has been. I cannot tell it all. I, I can testify to his goodness in all of these years. Whether it's a good day, whether it's not what you expected, or whether it's more than you expected, God has been good. So have a fantastic rest of your day. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly has been my pleasure to bring you these transformative biblically-based truth. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your week. God bless.
find us online at shantahaynes.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A-H-A-Y-N-E-S.com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at shantahaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.